welcome to the Morning by Morning podcast, where we discuss faith, relationships, and life advice. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite cozy drink and start the day with us. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And I don't think I said this last week, so welcome to season five. Technically, the episode last week with Rachel about finding quiet moments in your life and the power of pause, seeking moments of, you know, just peace. That was technically episode one of season five. And also, if you did not listen to that episode, you should go back because I absolutely loved it. Um, It was called Stop Listening to This Podcast, Um, but it was amazing. I learned a lot. I have been thinking about it since the recording of it and just being more intentional about when I choose to add noise to my life and what I am filling my mind with and when I choose to just be in the quiet. So um, I really enjoyed that. I hope you guys liked it if you listened Today is potentially, here's your disclaimer and your warning. Today it might be a little bit rambly because the topic is really fresh <laughs> and I do have some organized thoughts I'm going off of, but I think this could go in a couple different directions. But first of all, my gratitude is that I, as I'm recording this, I am officially on a short little summer break. So if you don't know, I have been a teacher since graduating from college, so I'm used to, like, having long summer breaks every year, Um, and obviously, like, when you're a student. So, literally, my whole life (laughs) until now, um, I've had a summer break, and this break is actually only about a week long, and then, which I know is still a lot of time off if you work a traditional job, but um, this coming week... So actually, right after this episode comes out, I will be starting my new job. So my gratitude is that I do have this break in between. I, of course, have a to-do list for on my break. Um, I am doing things I love as well, and I am relaxing, and I have no problem with that. But um, I do have some stuff I want to get done that I just have not had time for. But I'm very grateful for the break for amazing weather, getting to go on walks outside, getting to read on the balcony in the morning, spending quality time with my husband. I just, it's been great. And it's literally been 24 hours so far. So (laughs) Um, anyway, so today I'm going to talk about 10 things I have learned as a teacher. Like I said, that's all I've done since college. So I have been teaching for about six years. And a few episodes back, we me and my sister and my friend Casey all talked about teaching and it was, you know, a little bit, not like a negative focus, but it was kind of why we either had quit teaching, we're planning to quit teaching or, you know, had considered not doing it long term. And we just kind of went into those reasons. We also did balance it out with some funny stories. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to that one, it was kind of just sharing, I guess, realistically, what is it like as a teacher? Why are so many teachers quitting? What's going on? Um, But that one is called The Truth About Teaching, and it's episode 42 if you want to go back. But this one, I did want to share some positives, and I was just kind of reflecting on what I've learned as a teacher, how I have changed as a person, how I've grown, and I thought that would be encouraging to share because I think people will be able to relate to this even if 
you know, you're not a teacher, you never were a teacher. I think you can relate if you've had like a season of your life or something that has been challenging, but then you look back on it and you can find the good. So um, also if you're new, I am moving into a different type of job. I will no longer be teaching. I don't know that I'm necessarily shutting the door to teaching forever. I'm not going to try to make a plan for the rest of my life. I am turning 30 this year, so hopefully I've got some time ahead of me to live. And I don't think that I can say right now what will or will be not will not be happening for the rest of my life. So I'm not saying the door is closed forever, but for right now, I will not be teaching as my full-time job. And so I just wanted to take some time to reflect and think back of, you know, what I've learned, how I've grown, what this season has meant. So real quick, I'll just give like a little overview of what I've taught, what types of jobs I've done. And I have jumped around quite a bit, which you would be accurate in saying that that has added to my experience of mostly stressful (laughs) experiences with teaching is starting over a lot and having a new school or a new setting several times. But it's just kind of how it worked out. That's just the life circumstances that happened based on moving and um, different commitments and getting married and all of that. So basically, I went to college for teaching. I have taught at the college level overseas. I have taught at kind of like an in-between high school and college level at a program where it was um, helping learners of English to prepare for being in college. That was just a short summer teaching thing. Um, I have taught at, as an aide and a tutor, I worked at a preschool, um, and then I was a tutor for reading for students of several different ages. And then I have spent four years now teaching middle school. One year was at a private school and then the other three were at a public school is, um, that's the one that I just finished up that job, um, this school year. So it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of different positives and negatives, pros and cons. What I do want to say right now, again, I told you this was going to be rambly, but I have been so blessed, literally gifts straight from God to me. Um, All of the staffs that I've been a part of, my coworkers I've been able to work with, no complaints, literally. And I know a lot of people cannot say that, but literally all of those different teaching scenarios I have worked with amazing people. I have really enjoyed building those relationships. I, you know, could actually call some of them friends. It wasn't just like, oh, I have to go here and do this thing to pay the bills and I have to be with these people. Like I have genuinely enjoyed the other adults I have been able to work with at these jobs, which is, I know, not very common for people to say, um, at least from what I hear. And I'm really, really grateful. And I on, I hope that streak continues. I hope that as I go into this next job and whatever else happens <laughs> after that, um, that I can continue saying that, that I just am blessed to be able to work with the people I work with. So anyways, that was a positive. That was one of the hardest things about ending this past job that I just finished literally yesterday <laughs> is that I absolutely loved the people I worked with. We all went out to eat after the last day of school and just chatted and laughed and it was so nice and I hope to still see some of them around and, you know, stay in touch. Everyone says that, but I really hope that that's the case. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so I wanted to say 
you know, go back to that truth about teaching episode if you want to hear like kind of why I decided that it was time to leave, but it it just was time to leave. It's time to step away. It's time to do something else. And um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that, but that's not the point of this episode. Anyways, I had my last day yesterday with students and it genuinely was a good day. We just did some games, had fun. I brought a bunch of candy. Of course, we were able to, oh, actually, I'll just throw this out there in case anyone teaches like middle school or high school. It's not like the groundbreaking news or anything, but I've done something in the last couple of years that my students really liked. And if you use Kahoot or Book It on um, or in your classroom, I had the students, without really telling them what it was for, a couple weeks before the end of the school year because they did bell work every morning and sometimes it was like an inspirational quote or a grammatical error to correct or something like that. Um, But one day I had them write down a fun fact about themselves. I said, it could be your favorite hobby, something you're really good at, like a funny memory you have, um, something you're like a phobia you're afraid of, any of those things. And I made it clear to them. I said, make sure it is something that you don't mind if I share with other people, like if other people find out about it. Okay, so that's like the little thing you have to do ahead of time. But then I used their responses to create a Kahoot game about them. And then, you know, like the other kids in their grade level as well that I taught. And then one of the last days I had them play the Kahoot about each other and they loved it. They thought it was funny. They all were like excited and waiting for the question about them to come up. And it was funny. Some of them would be like, oh my gosh, I really forgot what I wrote about myself (laughs) Um, and like get their own question wrong. But they had a good time. It's like something that's like a nice community thing at the end of the year. And so I loved it. They loved it. Just a little tip. Anyways, um, so yesterday was a good time with students and it was kind of weird because so I taught seventh and eighth grade this past three years and we said goodbye to the eighth graders because they had their promotion ahead of time. And then I had a couple extra days with the seventh graders. So it was just kind of an interesting schedule. But for someone who is leaving, it was nice to have those periods that I would have had eighth graders free because then I was able to clean up my classroom, pack up, finalize report cards, do all of those things that you have to do for the end of the year to be prepared. And I didn't feel rushed. Um, yesterday I was able to turn in my keys, turn in my computer I was using, like all of that. And then, you know, be able to walk out the doors knowing that I was going out to eat with my coworkers, didn't have to say goodbye just yet. And it was just really nice. Like I couldn't have asked for a better ending basically. Um, anyways, so (laughs) that was kind of long winded to just explain that basically as of yesterday, I am done teaching for the foreseeable future. And I just feel like I could go on forever about the highs and lows and all of the things like the formative things about teaching. And I know there's already a bunch of teaching podcasts out there, but I just wanted to kind of like finish off these thoughts and share it because obviously I will not be sharing this type of stuff anymore. Um, But I do want to say that Um, I think I might have said this on the Truth About Teaching episode, but um, I did want to say that I am excited to use what I've learned within teaching full-time as a career to then, you know, carry that forward into different opportunities, whether it's like volunteer-based or, um, 
you know, hopefully one day I'm a parent and I can use that as a parent, um, helping with, you know, if I'm ever like watching other people's kids or if I get involved in church or if I ever am like leading some sort of like small group or Bible study, even if it's like working with adults, I just think there's so many valuable skills that I've learned, like set aside even, you know, rewarding moments with students or like how I've hopefully helped them or anything like that. I feel like I have gained skills that I'm excited to use moving forward and that I'm very grateful for. So that's kind of where I am taking my 10 things from is just skills or areas of growth that I am really grateful to have, you know, gained, I guess, during the last six years. So I'm going to share those. I always say, you know, whenever we're talking about a different topic, if you have your own experience or things to share, I would love to hear them. Instagram is a morning by morning podcast. You can send me a DM. You can always comment on those posts as well. But anyways, let's just go ahead and jump into these. I've got 10 to share with you and um, we'll just see where it leads. So (laughs) um, first of all, I think that teaching is something that just helps you find your voice. I definitely grew up being a little bit more of a shy kid. And, you know, all of my friends would tell people like, oh, Bailey's really, you know, quiet at school or quiet in this different public situation. But if you hang out with her, then you'll find out she's not so quiet. Um, And I remember just feeling like, I was the shy kid. I was the quiet girl who followed the rules and all of that. And that was just kind of who I felt like I was. That was my identity. And um, kind of college is when I started to break out of that a little bit and find my voice a little bit more, become more outgoing, and especially going into teaching. Like you have to become this presence, I guess, in teaching and you have to be able to you know, be loud and you have to be confident and you have to be a leader and um, you kind of just have to step into that role in a way that I just hadn't really had to as much before. And I'm really honestly grateful for that. I'm grateful to have had to practice public speaking for years because that's just, I think that's a common fear that a lot of people have is a fear of public speaking and I remember being really nervous in high school having to give speeches or even like in college, I had a public speaking class and I remember feeling nervous ahead of time. And of course that still happens occasionally. Like if there's something you feel less confident in sharing, then sure, you're going to get nervous a little bit, but I just don't have that fear as much anymore. And I just feel more confident sharing my thoughts, speaking in front of people, even in scenarios that are not teaching related. So I'm very grateful for that. I feel like it has really helped me find my voice and just be more confident in that area of public speaking with all of the remote learning that has happened the past couple of years. I had to get used to like making videos and, you know, creating something where like I'm, you know, educating, but also it had to be somewhat entertaining. And then I think that is kind of what led into the idea of podcasting as well. I was like, okay, I don't mind this. I can do this. And I know a lot of people talk about feeling like it makes them cringe to hear their voice played back on something. But I mean, doing those recorded lessons like that, it just breaks you of that. You're like, okay, this is just what I do now and it's fine. And I think that type of thing is what made me feel more comfortable even about creating a podcast, even though it's a very different, I guess, way of expressing yourself. Anyways, um, I kind of went into this on my number one about public speaking and finding my voice, but I think that teaching 
also just helped me be more confident in general. And it really does place you in these positions where you have to become an authority figure. You have to be the leader in, you know, a lot of what's going on. Um, we won't get into the whole like teacher-led versus student-led. I'm not saying that everything I did was teacher-led, <laughs> but um, I think in general, I had to become this person who could be assertive, who could be authoritative, who could be very decisive. I used to be so, so indecisive. Um, and the smallest things would just stress me out having to make decisions and whatever. Anyways, um, so I think my number two thing that I've learned and kind of skill that I've gained is just being more confident. And I think that has translated to other areas of my life as well. And I'm very grateful for that. Another one is being able to multitask. And I know people say you can't really multitask, like you're going to do something not as well. But within teaching, you absolutely have to be able to be doing multiple things at once. Um, you have to be literally just <laughs> within the first like five or ten minutes of your day. You have to focus on making sure your lesson is ready. Everything is displayed on the board like it needs to be. Your classroom is a clean and welcoming environment. You're greeting your students. You're addressing any concerns like parents have sent in. Um, any like announcements that are being made or things you have to share with your coworkers in the hallway, um, doing attendance, remembering to take their lunch count, listening to announcements, having a bunch of students ask you one million questions <laughs> as soon as they walk in, trying to be invested in their conversations when they want to share about what happened the night before or why they are or are not having a good morning trying to anticipate potential issues with your lesson, like what might be confusing to them, what do I need to like work through in my mind to navigate like getting them into groups or when is it due, how many points is it going to be worth, how am I going to answer their questions about this technology related part of it. Like your mind is going in so, so many directions at once and you just have to multitask. So I know some people say you can't do that well, but I think I already was okay at multitasking, but I think I became a little more comfortable with having to juggle several things at once and knowing in your mind it's not all going to get done at the same time and that's okay. Like you have to kind of focus on all of those things at once, but I had to learn to do multiple things at once. And yes, sometimes it was overwhelming, but I do think that I've made progress in that area as well. The fourth one that I think teaching has helped me with and that I think will benefit me in different areas of life is kind of de-escalating <laughs> potentially emotional and chaotic situations, conversations, arguments, and kind of becoming a little bit of a counselor. I'm not a counselor. I'm not licensed to be a counselor. I'm not saying that I know all of those theories and techniques, but kind of stepping into that role for students, um, that is something that I have had to practice and that I think I used to not be very good at at all. <laughs> and I still, I think I would also get, you know, stressed and panicked in those scenarios. And I got to the point where I was able to, you know, stay more calm in those 
like high charged situations and offer student solutions and, you know, when necessary, give consequences and think more clearly. And that has been super helpful as well. And like I said, I think that will go into other areas of life of, you know, hopefully responding well when people bring me things that they're worried about or stressed or if there's tension, conflict, all of that stuff. Another one, this one's going to be short, but just problem solving skills. And like I said, I used to not be very decisive at all. And I used to want everything to be just laid out in detail before I could even begin and all of that. And that's just not how it works in teaching. Um, You have to be able to be creative in the way that you solve problems. And I think that that's something that I've just been forced to work on is being a problem solver. And I really encouraged my students to be problem solvers. (laughs) I used to feel like I had to engage with every issue they brought to me, every question they asked me. Um, And some of them, the little um, instigators of the room, I guess, some of them (laughs) would try to just, you know, ask something or bring something to me to get me off topic, to get, like, not most of them, but some of them, I can tell that was actually their (laughs) motivation. But I think I had to learn, sometimes I need to put the problem solving into their hands. And even I realized I was saying this a lot more this year, but students would come to me with a conflict with another student or something that they were struggling with, or literally, you know, in middle school, something as simple as, I don't have my charger, or the charger won't reach to my desk, or I don't have a pencil, or anything, like small things like that. I started saying, I think that you are able to solve that problem for yourself, or even like, and not in a rude way, but (laughs) just like, no, you don't need me for this. You can figure that out. Um, And they, I even would use the word sometimes, like, I need you to be a problem solver right now. Um, and I think that was also helpful in having them work some things out with their friends. And again, sometimes they're like jokingly bringing me these issues of why they're upset with their friend. And really they're both just kind of messing around. But I would say like, you guys are definitely able to solve that problem without me. And I would just walk away and I would hear nothing else about it. And they would not even continue arguing. (laughs) They knew it was not a big deal. Um, so I guess becoming more of a problem solver myself and, um, helping my students to be problem solvers. Um, Another one is my creativity. This is number six, but basically, I don't know if I would have always described myself as a creative person. Maybe. I do remember in high school, my friend Marcy, who has been on the podcast before, um, Marcy and I would often write stories and share them with each other. Like I was telling my husband this story the other day about how Marcy and I would sit down for hours and we would write stories and share them with each other and eat pastries and drink coffee. (laughs) And um, I don't know, that probably sounds really nerdy, but I loved creative writing, which that is actually one of my personal goals for my next season in life is to get back into creative writing a little bit, but I really have not done that much at all the past few years. But besides that, I don't know if I would have labeled myself as creative. And I think that teaching has really helped me to see myself as creative where um, you have to make content that students don't necessarily love. You have to make it interesting enough for them to (laughs) be willing to engage with the content. Um, 
making connections to their real lives with what they're learning is takes creativity. Um, I think bringing, so also, I don't know if I said this in the beginning, but I have been a literature teacher for the last three years. Um, I've taught some different things before that, but Um, I was teaching literature and I think just bringing creativity into that, whether it was creative writing for them, which we did sometimes, or like actually having them draw things. Um, So helping them to be creative too. But I definitely feel like I had to work on being creative. Um, I had to learn how to do those videos. Like I said, be creative in the way that you decorate your classroom and the way that you introduce new information to them. Um, Creative in my time management skills. But I do just feel like it has been an opportunity to express creativity in a lot of different ways. Number seven, I briefly mentioned earlier, but I just feel like teaching is great practice for being a parent. And I don't have kids yet. I don't even know if I can have kids. You know, we'll see what happens in life. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there's been several times I've had interactions with students or like come across to the other side of like a difficult scenario. And I have thought to myself, wow, this is really good practice for being a parent and having my own kids one day. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And honestly, even it was kind of random for me to work in a preschool for a year. That is not the area that I trained for or got my degree in. I've got a degree for secondary ed, um, sixth through 12th grade, but that really also opened my eyes to a lot of things that go into taking care of kids that are a lot younger and teaching them. Um, But I think it has been really good practice. Again, the whole problem solving thing, feeling like a counselor sometimes, teaching them, but also like the times where you just get to like enjoy time with them and laugh together or just appreciate their personalities or see how they've grown or um, just have like the proud moments when you are able to tell that, you know, they're growing and you've hopefully had a part in making a difference for them. So being kind of being in a space of learning how to work with and hopefully help kids of different ages has been really cool. And I'm grateful for that. Again, even if, you know, for some reason I can't become a parent one day or something like that, I think that that's still a life skill that will help in other areas. And I'm really just glad to have had that experience. My number eight is that it's mostly important to just show up for people. (laughs) Um, Obviously, teaching is a career that involves a lot of planning. And of course, I am not saying wing it. I am not good at winging it. I don't endorse that. (laughs) I don't endorse procrastinating. I used to be a bad procrastinator. I am not anymore. Um, But I just (laughs) wanted to point out that I think teaching has helped me just be okay with not having everything just planned down to the last detail Um, because I used to be just terrified of having too much downtime, which is still not great. Like I, I do not think as a teacher, it's good to just have, you know, no plan obviously, or to have way too little planned where you're going to have downtime. Like I have learned students, regardless of age, And maybe this has just been the students I've been working with. But regardless of age, they do not do well with very unstructured time necessarily or, you know, a long period of unstructured time. 
Sometimes we even just struggled with time that was structured, but they were asked to do things individually or with a partner. Like the focus and the motivation are rough sometimes. Um, But I do think that I had positive experiences where I did maybe give them a little more wiggle room or I planned for an activity that was a little more open-ended or that I was able to just like talk to them more. They were able to talk to each other. Um, It was just kind of like a new concept to me because people always talk about like we can't operate in chaos and I 100% agree. Like honestly, part of the reason I'm switching careers is that there is a lot of chaos within teaching and it was just not good for me. So I'm not saying chaos is good, but I do think a level of controlled chaos at times is okay. And that was definitely a new concept to me. That was something that I was not comfortable with before and that I have become more comfortable with. I think just showing up for them and being a person that they can talk to and relate to is really helpful. And I used to also just be so much more guarded in sharing personal things with students. And I am not saying tell them everything by any means, but I think when you share stories about your own life that are appropriate, like for their age and that have some sort of tie into what you're talking about, like that helps them relate to you so much more. And I used to just be very I guess, closed off. And I felt like I just had to be such a professional all the time and like be distant to them to be an authority figure. And it's just a whole thing. Um, But I think that it was good for me to learn that that is not how it has to be all the time. And that, you know, you're going to reach different students with different methods and stuff like that. And so I think I enjoyed, especially like towards the end of this year, like I talked about doing some just activities for fun, like not for necessarily an educational purpose or that, you know, are super detailed or structured. I think that I enjoyed that and they enjoyed that. So it definitely can't be how it is all the time, (laughs) but um, I think that that's a good balance to have sometimes. Number nine, second to last is I absolutely have loved as a teacher getting to be a part of a team, working on teamwork, having like a group effort that is like you all have the same goal you're all trying to become better in the same ways do what's good for kids and all of that i've loved working as a part of a team definitely um i like i said have had really good co-workers at all of my jobs so far and i'm so grateful for that. that is another reason honestly that i am switching professions right now is that i realized that what I enjoyed most about my job and when I felt the most, I guess, comfortable and enjoying myself was when I got to work with other adults and that I got to collaborate with them and create things with them and problem solve with them. That's what I was enjoying more so than the actual teaching. And I figured that was probably a problem when teaching was obviously 95% of (laughs) my time at work. So that was one of my indicators that it was probably time to switch it up. But I absolutely love working as a part of a team. And that was just something that was good to learn about myself as I do move into future um, placements or jobs or roles or hobbies or anything is that I have learned I do not want to do something where I I am, you know, just by myself all the time or just sitting at a screen all the time. But I do want to be able to work with and problem solve and create with other people. I've really enjoyed that. And I really like the relationships that you get to build whenever you're a part of a team like that. 
because we really do spend a lot of time at work, whatever your job is. And so you want it to be something that you feel, you know, you can, you can look forward to it. You can enjoy it. And that just hadn't been the case. So anyways, we're not moving into the negatives right now. We're just sticking with what I've learned. Um, but I loved being a part of a team. And then the last thing, definitely not the last thing I've learned about myself or about life during teaching, but the last one for this episode is number 10, and it is that good enough is good enough. And I believe this is probably an unpopular-ish opinion. Um, We talked about this, actually, Olivia and I talked about this during episode 36, you know, always got to plug my own episodes, but during... (laughs) episode 36. It's called Stop Being a Perfectionist. And I talked about how I've just learned in life that sometimes good enough really is good enough. And you just definitely have to be able to find a balance, a work-life balance, time to rest, time for yourself, time to refuel. Um, Again, even when you're with your students, time to just be a person and not be in this like performing professional mode that I felt like I had to live in nonstop as a teacher. Um, Sometimes good enough is good enough. And that goes with, you know, your lesson plans, your, what your classroom looks like, um, how early you get to school, how late you leave. Like you, you don't have to be giving 100% to 100% of your tasks and your roles 100% of the time. I just do not believe that's sustainable. And like I said, maybe that's unpopular in our culture where you're supposed to like make this, you know, life for yourself and strive and show up and be your best, live your best life, all of that. Um, Especially in, I guess this is not as true in teaching, but like in roles that in positions that you need to like, you know, climb the ladder and get promoted and get to these different levels. It's like, that's for me, that's just not my goal in life. And that's just not the way I want to live. I don't want to feel like I'm on this hamster wheel. Like I want to enjoy life because it is too short to just go, 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 go until you get burned out. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I've just learned good enough is good enough and that that can be a happier place to be in a happier mindset. Um, where you can just let go of these expectations. Honestly, sometimes we have expectations that we put on ourselves that literally no one else is even expecting of you, or you assume that other people are expecting certain things when really you've just placed that on yourself and you're beating yourself up for not living up to something that no one has asked you to do. Like you are literally trying to be perfect all the time, trying to do everything a certain way when it is not necessary to reach your goal. (laughs) So Anyways, like I said, it was a little bit rambly this episode, um, but I just wanted to share some positives of the past six years of teaching and I guess also during, you know, field experiences and student teaching in college. So I guess kind of seven plus years have gone into teaching of some sort and I am moving on for now, not anticipating having teacher content and the podcast moving forward. I know if you've been listening for a long time, we've had episodes kind of all across the board of different (laughs) topics, but I just wanted to share this one as I have been kind of reflecting coming to the end of my teaching career as of right now. So (laughs) like I said, not just completely closing the door, but I'm not foreseeing that I will return to the K-12 system if I do return to teaching. So 
I congratulate anyone who's listening who is a student or a teacher or doing some kind of job that is on that type of schedule where you just finished off, hopefully finished strong and finished well and can look back and be proud of yourself at the year that you've had and that you've put in um, and worked really hard during. And I also hope that the rest of you can have a season of rest, even if it's not super long. Um, But I hope that you're able to enjoy another year, completing another year. And if anyone else is out there and is, you know, a teacher considering becoming a teacher or considering leaving the profession, just it, it is just a journey. And so I would say just keep doing what's working. And if you get to the point where it's not anymore, like be open to what else that God might have for you and, um, just be gracious with yourself. Be gracious with your students. Be gracious with your coworkers because it is hard. Um, I don't think anyone who has taught would say it's an easy job necessarily um, <laughs> unless you just do not try at all and then you're probably not doing it well. But if you are or have been a teacher and you have cared about doing it well, it's not easy. And so congratulations on getting to the end of another year. Thank you guys again for listening. And like I said, if you have anything to share on the topic, I would love to see a comment on Instagram or you can send me a DM and tell me about your own experience. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you want to give feedback on this topic, share other topics you want to hear about, or share what you're grateful for, you can follow the Instagram page, Morning by Morning Podcast. I would love to hear from you. Remember to find something to be grateful for today.